This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. I love that video. How many of you think Emmanuel and Jan need a king-size bed? I told them, I said, once you get that king-size bed, it'll change your life. You can do full starfish, not touch each other. It's awesome. Let's get all the mothers to stand up this morning. Come on, moms, stand up. love you all and appreciate you all and esteem you all and are so thankful to God for you as mothers. You guys do so many wonderful things that nobody sees, and we just want to let you know that we honor you and appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much. Well, we are celebrating mothers today, and I'm just going to be an armor bearer for my wife this morning, just hang out with her a little bit as she talks to you about parenting. No, we're just going to spend a few moments just talking to you uh, this morning about parenting. And the reason that we have white stools is that she didn't like the black ones. I hated those stools. And she was uncomfortable in I them. I always felt so. like I was going to fall out while we were up here talking. <laughs> so I drove around the city yesterday buying these for her. They're wonderful. Thank you. I love, um, I love the padding. Thank you. <laughs> We, you know, we honor you all, and we honor our own mothers. We actually have two amazing mothers ourselves. My mom is sitting over here that you all know, and then Nicole's mother in um, in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, actually, maybe you should give a little bit of update on your mom because I know I mentioned yeah. that she. You know what? Was... I thought about this last night too. Um, I, some of you may have heard uh, that my mom was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer uh, last year, right after my brother got married. And uh, not a smoker, uh, just super random, didn't see it coming at all. She'd always been in excellent health. Um, and I know that, I think I was in Arizona actually with her yeah. when you mentioned it to, to uh, everyone here. Right. She's doing great. She is doing great. Um, I honestly, at one point I said, you know, I know that, that um, Brent shared with our church family, you know, um, if they would mind praying and agreeing with us. And she actually said at one point, she said, I really feel the prayers. So I just wanted That's to great. thank you. Oh, it's so awesome. See, this is, this is one of just the, one of the, really the small, there's so many reasons why you should be a part of a church family, but this is one of them, yeah. right? So never underestimate coming out to church. Yes. Saying it's worth it. But yes, thank you so much. And, uh, I'll, I will for sure keep you updated, but she's doing great. She's managing very well, and uh, I really, really appreciate and love you all. Thank you. Um, as we were preparing for this today, we were, Nicole was looking up some different quotes uh, about moms, and then this one, we're just going to tell you one. It really made us laugh, and then our, um, our eldest child, when we read it, she's like, I really identify with this comment as it relates to Nicole, and it's this. 
they asked a young uh, child, what, what ingredients are mothers made of? The child answered, God makes mothers out of clouds, angel hair, and everything nice in the world, and one dab of mean. <laughs> and Avery, Avery said, she looked over at me, and she's like, that's so relatable. <laughs> All right, we're, today we're just going to talk a little bit about um, some parenting principles. Now, this is uh, good for everybody that, you know, the, and these are relationship building things that we're talking about today. Um, you know, you've heard the phrase that rules without relationship breed rebellion. Now, you obviously need rules and guidelines and standards uh, in your home, but we're going to be focusing on this relational side today, just building relationship with your children. And once again, these are great relational principles. Even if you're a grandparent, these are great things to you. Um, and then also just for everybody, everybody should be building a relationship, a mentoring relationship with somebody younger than you. This is one of the things that we see uh, in the body of Christ. So these are good principles for everybody today. Um, so I'm just going to read you a couple verses, and then we're going to get into a list of a few of these things. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 4, it says, Children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you to do, and the Lord will help you. Now, this translation is a newer translation. It's the Passion Translation, TPT. Got it up there. Um, did, where did you hear about this one? Uh, somebody posted on Instagram, a lady I follow, that I think the Color Conference, uh, they gave away... I'm not sure if it was a New Testament version right. of the Passion. Anyway, it's, the, it's brand new, the Passion. I really like it. So that's why we're using it. Uh, for, <laughs> for the commandment, honor your father and mother, uh, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. Verse 3, you will prosper and live long, full life if you honor your parents. Fathers, don't exasperate your children, but raise them up with, a loving, with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of our Lord. Now, all of us parents love the first part of this section, but the section, the second part of this uh, portion of scripture is very important as well. You know, we want our children to obey us, but we as parents have to decide if we're exasperating our children. If all we give them is rules and guidelines and harshness, um, we will exasperate our children. We have to have this foundation of relationship uh, that we're going to be talking about today. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, direct your children... <clears throat> onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 says, Repeat them again and again to your children, talking about the law of God or God's principles. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's such a great a thought about parenting. Parenting is so much about repetition, saying it over and over again. And when they don't do it, you're going to say it again. And this is a great thing for us, uh, for parents to know. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Uh, once again, the, the Passion Translation. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened. This was what Jan was talking about in the video. In planting good seeds for the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. 
So we all know, and we've all heard it at various times, people who are maybe older in life or on their deathbed or something, they will always say that they had wished they had spent more time with their children. Uh, they well, not that I had done this much more at work, even though we need to work. Um, but the, this relational side of life is so intuitively important for us. Um, and so we, we want to have this thought constantly in our mind that we want to be building a relationship with our parents. Um, this quote Nicole found, um, it's one of the, the greatest thing you will do in life may not be the work you do, but a person you raise. And this is so important for us as the parents uh, to prioritize our children. And then our goal as parents is that eventually down the road, um, we are going to be friends with our children. Now, it's hard for you to imagine right now if you have a newborn or a toddler or something. Right now, it's not friend time. Um, it is boss time and it is setting the guidelines and it is keeping them alive and safe and fed and all these different things. Um, but down the road, you actually want to be friends with your children. You want your children to want to come to your house. So the goal all along the way, as we create standards, as we create guidelines, as we uh, dole out the discipline, that we are also creating this relationship with our children so that one day that we can be friends. And, and what Nicole has done over the years is that many times when we get together with other pastors and ministers, she always asks this question to them, and she's, I've seen her do it many, many times. She always asks them, what's one thing um, that you could tell us that you feel like you did really well with your children, and then maybe something that you could tweak or change? So this message is basically just um, a compilation of all of those ideas and then some of the things that we do ourselves. And so Nicole is going to be talking about some of those ideas. See you, later. you are so dramatic. Come sit down. <laughs> so, like Pastor Brent said, I, I, I don't think this was an original idea to me. I think I heard this somewhere, but I just adopted it. And because we are privileged to be around a lot of ministers over the years, some, some very well-known, some lesser-known, but amazing people. Um, and parents, yeah. And parents. And not just ministers. Sometimes I've asked um, empty. A lot. A lot of these folks were empty nesters, which is good because they, you know, they've they've gone through their season. But some of these were young families with toddlers and babies. So it was very interesting that I would see um, a lot of connection, uh, a lot of overlap with the same responses. There were a few unique things which were really good. Um, but yeah, I just want to share a few of those because I've been asking this for a long time, and actually. I, I just felt like this was the right time to share it because it wasn't just for us. I mean, I did it for us, um, and we have teenagers, but I think that this is for you. So uh, this is not meant to bring condemnation to anyone. Just want to put that out there. We're all on this journey together. We do not have perfect children, and we are not perfect parents. Okay, so I want us all just to keep that in mind. And this is just good. This is just good advice and good advice is good. So here are a few of the things that uh, I was told over the years. Uh, this was primarily from a lot of the uh, empty nesters. Just, I was present. I was, I was involved. If they had games or dance lessons or music lessons, I was always there or I made every effort to be there. Remember, no condemnation. All right. If that wasn't possible for you, okay. All right. But this was just what I heard. I thought it was good advice. And if you're in that season now and, and you think maybe, you know what, I could probably put a little more effort into that, your kids really notice it. 
It really, there's something about it with children. It just shows them that they are valuable. Yeah. It's just a confidence builder. Um, a lot of these folks were pre-smartphone. So this is a whole other layer that we have to deal with now. And I think we are kind of like, we sort of bridged the no smartphone into having a smartphone with our generation. So um, I've definitely, we have, this is something where before, when our oldest was younger, we didn't deal with this at all, but now we do. So sometimes we have to really work on putting it down. Yeah, and then sometimes too, like we, we've been trying to do like game night with our kids a lot more lately. And a big part of it is like, okay, put your phones away. We're actually going to talk to each other. And I feel like all and, four uh, of us need to set them down and like, you know, like in movies where they put the gun down and they like push it down the- Put the gun, like, <laughs> put, put the, the gun down. down. Push it down. There you, your Americanness. <laughs> no. See. <laughs> See, I make innocent. jokes about you being Listen, American. You simmer down. Let me do this. <laughs> the gun All right. Down. So anyway, put the time in. I'm not bringing you up here next time. I didn't right. want to come this time. You have to, or I'll go three hours. Okay. Consistency. <laughs> Consistency with discipline, with, like uh, Pastor Brent said, with relationship building. I want you to tell that story about um, one of the dads, the story, the breakfast story. Yeah, this was a, actually a really cool story. This one dad, and this made sense for him because he's actually a good chef. It doesn't work for me, but he had... <laughs> He had four children, and when they reached, I forget what, what grade it was, like high school maybe, like grade I nine. Think, yeah. So as each child hit grade nine, for their whole high school career, every day when they were going to school, he would get up and he would cook breakfast for them. And then when the second oldest reached grade nine, and then so all the way through all of his four children, every day he got up and he cooked breakfast for them. And he had discussions with them and different things. And sometimes they would do a devotion together. And then the youngest knew, like the youngest always wanted to get in on it. And he's like, no, 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 you got to wait till you hit grade nine. And then so I think at a season they actually had all four. But then, so it started out with one and then the older ones got in. Um, and it just was a, a real, he said for him, it was just a huge uh, relationship thing. So all of us, once again, we have to find those consistent places with our children. Where is that for me? Where is that place for me as I'm building uh, my relationship with my kids that can happen over and over again? So, Consistency is a big one. Um, intentionality. This came up with, I think, every single um, parent that I talk to. Um, beyond the basic needs of life, all right? Obviously, that's important. But intentionality. You're, you're spending time intentionally, even when it's not convenient. Mothers, Amen. <laughs> it's usually not convenient, but the thing is, those are usually the moments that your kids open up. And so you just have to, I think we've talked about this in the past, you just have to make yourself available in those moments and be intentional about connecting uh, in that moment, talking to your kids, intentional with your training of your children, repetition, repetition, repetition. You can ask my girls. My voice is probably burned in their brains for life, and I'm okay with it. Every day, every day, ask them questions about themselves. That's a big one. It just shows, again, that they're valuable. It gives them, I think I heard somewhere, some of you have probably heard this, that the way your parents speak to you becomes your inner, um, your inner monologue, I guess, for the rest of your life. 
And so I think that, you know, when you have parents that are interested in you and that make you feel valuable and that, you know, oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Tell me more. That just does something to a kid that I just, I don't know. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. And you're finding out about their lives. Mm -hmm. So like asking them at the end of the school day, what happened at school today? And then you're finding out about their friends because that's important. Finding about who your kids are hanging out with and what's being said as they're hanging out with your kids. Those are all things because... You, you're, when, when your kids move into high school, your children's friends are a big voice in their lives. They become a, a second family. Yeah, for sure. And so you, you have to know what's being said to your children and what they're being taught from their friends because you want to insert your thoughts in there. So, but if, if you never find out, if you never ask them what's going on, if you never follow their social media, you don't know what's going on in their lives. And so that's an important thing. So, uh, Have fun. This was a big one. Um, laugh. Uh, go on vacation. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can be creative. Um, it, it can be based on where you're at with your finances, but take time off work and spend it with your kids. I think if your children know that there's a period of time every year where they get you <clears throat> and they don't have to share you with work, Man, it's an amazing time. And I've actually seen this with my husband, and I know he wouldn't mind me telling you. It takes, and for me, it takes two or three days to decompress from your job as it is. Yeah. So if you don't take off and just, you know, to kind of leave it, that's really is telling. We, we need to be able to disconnect for our children and ourselves. When I see Brent at the end of us taking time off with the family, he's, he's kind of a different person. And it's, it's not bad how he was before. It's just that he was, you know, you get, you get very focused on yeah. one thing. And I don't know, maybe it's a, I tend to do it too, so I can't just say it's a man thing. But I think it's, it's healthy. And your kids know that it's coming, and they can count on it. And they know they get, they get mom and dad kind of like being kids again, right? And that's good for them to see that. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think a big part, too, of having fun is just on a daily basis, like laugh, Tell jokes. Parents, don't take yourself so seriously. When your kids get old enough to make fun of you. I'm working on this. You know, I mean, obviously, when they, when they pass into disrespect, you gotta, <laughs> you got to bring them back in a little bit. But let them make fun of you. Have fun at home. You know, all of that is, is so important. Because, once again, having fun is a big part of relationship building. Because if you have fun with your children in the future, they're going to want to come and have fun with you because hanging out with you was fun. Everything wasn't serious all of the time. I mean, this is, I mean, maybe, I don't, maybe I'm too far sometimes joking around too much, but I think this is a really, a really important thing. And too, like Nicole was saying, you get to be a kid again, especially if you have toddlers and stuff, you know, get down there in the carpet with them and, and, you know, and play dolls, guys. It's great. Um, I used to play dolls a lot. I used to get makeovers. Yeah, I'm going to bring a picture next year. Yeah, we could. We have some real... You had your nails painted at one yes. point. They called him Mr. Boo-Boo. Right. That was their name, Mr. Yeah, Boo-Boo. Yeah, I usually would end up with like a clip in my hair at the front and like some sort of blue eyeshadow going on, you know, at the end of it. But yeah, you know, have fun with your kids. The age that they're at, you get to be that kid again and just to hang out with them and have fun. It's a big, it's a huge part of, of relationship building. Uh, this was one that we heard from um, some minister friends, and I actually hadn't heard this one before. They said, uh, and this applies to anyone, anyone, be the house where your kids want to bring their friends. Um, you provide the food. 
Um, you, you're the movie house. You're the party house. You're the games house. Um, I actually really enjoy doing this. I know not everyone does. That's fine. I, I really got into it. Like I, I mean, even if it's just pizza and waters out on the counter. Birthday just, parties. Birthday yeah. parties. Yeah. Just, you know, and when, when the girls would have friends over, um, I just, a lot of times I would just feel a lot of compassion for these girls. And we did youth ministry for 13 years and I, and I love children. So I've always just had a heart for, for kids. So when these girls would come over, I just love on them. I just love them. And some of these girls, you know, um, I'm sorry to tell you some of my girls, especially my oldest daughter, they kind of went off the rails. They made some unfortunate life choices. But man, when I see those girls in town, they give me a hug and I hug them. And um, I'm going to keep praying for them. And it's just, a, it's a cool thing. And also, you know where your kids are if you're the house. Yeah. Right? But you can't force it. It takes time. You know, if Well, and you, you can't be weird no, either. No, you can't be weird. When your kids Please. come over. That wrecks it fast. You got to find that balance of, you know, <laughs> yeah. don't be weird when your friends come over. Um, bedtime. I actually want you to talk about bedtime. But, uh, you know, long talks at bedtime funny something about i know that they're stalling like we know we know they're stalling give me a glass we of know. water <laughs> yeah uh, but but it is an amazing time to have these good talks with your kids um reading singing avery always wanted back rubs oh, can you rub my back give me back rub um pre-bed games i know that brent and avery you guys used to do cards before bed you'd sit on the floor and do cards i know pear and i we used to do like these these educational flashcards every night. And I actually looked forward to I learned stuff. Like, it was really good. But there, it was a routine, and they knew it was every night. They knew it was coming. Uh, but I want you to talk a little bit about Yeah, I just think, really once again, I just think that time, it, it's... And, and we, we're not focusing on the discipline side right now. There's a lot of that going on in our home and a lot of instruction. But that time right before bed, you don't need to do that. And you can just find out, like, if you talk to your kids, if you ask them questions, you, if you talk to them about a lot of things, it's amazing what they will talk to you about. Because, I, I don't know, I, I think it's some sort of vulnerable, honest time in life. Maybe when you're tired, you can get the truth out of them. I don't know. Um, but then they ask you really great questions. Um, because, once again, you're, you're just having a discussion with them. And there's nothing, you know, off limits to talk to them. And you can just, yeah, you can just spend hours talking to your kids just laying on the bed beside them and sometimes you'll fall asleep and you'll wake up at 1 a.m. and that you know but all of that is great all of that is relationship building time and nicole did it too i mean i think we both did it differently uh, but we both it was you know i think for the so our kids are four years apart so for that first four years of avery that was mostly nicole and a little bit of me thrown in um and then when paris came along four years later i pretty much took over avery and nicole did paris um, as far as bedtime and then, you know, just that relationship time, I think is just, just key for both of us. It's with the not kids. wasted no, it's at not all. Wasted. And we started it like, and it can, early. and I think once again, back to being intentional, like it can be exhausting and sometimes you just want to watch the game. You know what I'm saying? I don't sleep. actually want to sit and hear about your grade two day. Um, <laughs> I just want to watch the leaf game, you know, and then, but it's just being intentional. It's like turning the TV off, putting your phone aside and realizing, because, you know, you, you've heard this over and over again, and we heard it, it goes fast, but it really does go fast. And that, that time that you have with your kids, it, it, it just, it disappears. And then they're 18 and 14 and then they don't want you. 
Um, they can go to bed on their own. And so that time when it's okay for them, take it and take it as long as it goes, uh, be there and talk to them and have those conversations. Really important. Um, this was a really, really good one. Um, a few of the people that I spoke to, they said conversations about uncomfortable things and start early. Don't wait. So I know, and uh, by no means is this uh, a swipe at my mom, but I think it's just how our parents are brought up. My mom didn't tell me about anything, about anything. And I know a lot of the, the uh, couples I spoke to, um, a lot of the women said, yeah, I just, we just never talked about that. And I don't know why. Maybe it was just what you just didn't do it. But I know that uh, I decided that I was going to talk about these things, and we were going to talk about them early. <laughs> and it, it was going to be ugly. Everything. We talked about everything. <laughs> but we were going to talk it about good, it. And um, the girls actually, I think, even though they may not have liked it in the moment, I think that they're glad. Well, yeah, and I think it, it breaks the barriers down, you know, having those conversations. Yeah, having conversations yes. about sex. And th those are... <laughs> Those are fun. I'm going to tell a story. Don't tell that story. Let me tell that no, story. don't tell that story. Don't tell that story. Sorry, we're not telling that it's story. It's really good. It's, it's you're going to tell you after they'll kill you. All right. But <laughs> but you need to talk about it. Future husbands, future wives. Yes. Qualities ask about questions. future spouses. Teachable moments. I know that Brent has has talked before about how when we're watching movies, I'll say pause it. Pause it. Pause it right there. Pause it. Do you see that? And I know we've said that, but I, I You're do You're never going to be with a guy like you that. You are never. That's what you don't want in okay, a husband right there. Okay, you can right play it there. again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, just See, Hollywood is making that look romantic. That is trouble. That is trouble. <laughs> you run. And it's different for different children. Yeah. So those conversations aren't going to look the same. And I have really, really noticed that with my own. And that's not right or wrong. That is different kids. We had two girls. They are different. They're a lot alike, but they're, they're two different people. So I couldn't approach it. We couldn't approach it the same way yep. every time. So um, this last one, and uh, I know that uh, I think both of our parents did a good job with this. Um, and a lot of people brought this up as well. Hold them to a standard. What is your child's maximum potential? And try to pull that out of them. They're going to push back sometimes. But that's just what we do as humans. We do that as adults. you know. But set a, not so much a boundary. It can be no, boundaries. Well, a, a big part of holding them to a standard is what, what goals can they achieve? Here is the standard. You're acting like this. The standard in our home is this. Whether it's attitude or we don't talk back or we, we respect our mother. We don't we, mope. Yeah, so it's like if you're bored, no, we don't, we don't get bored in our house. I'll find something for you to do. So here's the standard in our home. So if your kids are here, they know that you have told them this. This is what we do. This is how we act. This is what it means to be, insert your last name. Those things are important. And then, too, when your kids are in school, when, as Nicole was just saying, your kids are going to be good at different things. Maybe um, one is good at math and one is good at art or something like that. But what is their maximum potential? You don't want to be those parents of like, oh, those grades are good enough. And they haven't actually tried. They didn't do their homework. And then they just blame the teacher. Don't believe that. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to find out what is your homework. And this is, goes back to the other things, having discussions. Do you have any homework tonight? When is it due? When is your test? Nicole is huge on this. Like, our girls will tell you they don't get away with anything as it relates to school. Um, and so why? Because there's a standard. 
what is their maximum potential? And then you want to pull that out of them. And if they get a really good grade, you know, I would I always make a joke, you know, I got a, an 85. I'm like, why not 87? You know, I, you, you push it's a joke. them. It is a joke. They but know it's, it's true, too. Um, <laughs> but you're pushing them. You want, you want to push them forward so that they can, that there's a standard that you're holding out to them. So Absolutely. Skip, skip to there, there are a lot of things there. I didn't include them all, but, I mean, just those things. If we all just, you know, worked on those, regardless of where you're at in your parenting journey. Do this one. Um, okay. The, the things to tweak. I'm not going to spend too long on this for the sake of time. But uh, these were a few of the things that the people said. Uh, not overreacting. That's a big one. Uh, devotions in front of your children. My kids actually said this. Avery said just recently, she said, you know, I know you do devotions. I know you guys both do, but I don't see you doing it because Brent would often do it at night or when he got to work, and I did it when they'd leave for school. So they just weren't seeing, like, the Bible or the you know, it's kind of hard when it's on your phone. I really like it on my phone. But they weren't seeing us do And there's something about your kids seeing you do devotions. That came up. Um, trying to obsess over a clean house. Your kids are only little once. And, you know, this is, this is something I had to work on. Um, but I heard this from some other people. I remember we'd be baking and stuff would be flying everywhere. And this is pre-Instagram, okay? We weren't taking pictures. <laughs> but I'd be, like, following all of it with, like, a washcloth and, like, kind of kind of half annoyed because there was such a mess and I wasn't enjoying it. And I think my kids would pick up on, Mom, you need to relax. And I, I couldn't because it was making a mess. And now it's over. Do you understand? Yeah. Enjoy it while you're in the moment. Make a mess. Don't worry about your house. You're going to miss it. And I say that with love because I've been there. So that's that was a big one. Um, there, it is. It's a very small window of time. The overreacting thing, I know um, you always said, if you, if you overreact, the kids aren't going to come to you if a they, second time. If they tell you the truth and you overreact, yeah. you're not teaching them something good. Because if, like, even if it's something bad they did, you actually want to know that. And they're telling you. But then if you're going to overreact and be super angry and all of that, they're not going to come again and tell you the truth. you got to... Even if it's, you know, even if you're, ups- like, be upset later. Um, but in the moment, you got to control your emotions, you know, because you do. You want your kids to come and tell you stuff, so. Yeah, or they'll hide it. So you have to just kind of, okay. All right, and I always told the girls, I said, if, if you are telling me the truth and I, I maybe think you're not telling, then I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I'm, I will try to do better if I think maybe you're not telling me. And you are. But if you ever lie to me. And I find out, then we have to go back to square one with our trust. So please always just tell me the truth. If there's ever something that you don't really want to tell me, but you're tempted to lie, tell me. Because I promise you, I will respect that. It's when you lie, we have a problem. So I'm happy to say that that hasn't been a, a big issue. Okay, so really quickly, I was just thinking about all of these things. Remember, no condemnation. And over the years, and I think maybe partially because we've been in ministry, but also because we're parents and we have friends and families, um, I have noticed some things, kind of some repetition of things we've observed over the years uh, with families. And just as I read these things, I just want to encourage you all, if, if you identify, there's kind of a ditch on either side. And I guarantee we've all been in one or both of them. And we're just trying to find our way down the middle, right, with Jesus' help. 
But I have noticed a, a few of these things over the years. So if you do identify with these, no condemnation, let's just learn. Sometimes I think as families were too hard. And a lot of times that would look like a lot of rules. Um, loud, critical. Sometimes, not always, sometimes it's very little relationship, very little trust of your children. And I think a lot of times it's based out of fear, right, of what could happen. This could happen. Sometimes it's because you don't want them to repeat your mistakes. And so we are super, super intense with our kids, a little too hard. And then sometimes I think we're too soft. And I think a lot of times that looks like only, the, only basic boundaries for your children. You, you obsessively praise them. Um, a lot of times you're treating them like your peer instead of your child. I think this happens more when they get older, but you're still going a little too, you're leaning a little too much in the ditch of being too soft with your kids. And I think a lot of times, again, I think it's based on fear, fear of making a mistake with discipline. And I or get that. It, or it could have happened if you felt like your parents were too hard Absolutely. on you. Absolutely. Pendulum swing. Your parents were too strict. And so you just yep. went, I'm not going to do anything. And so yes. went too far to the other side. And or it's just a misguided concept that you're going to crush your child's confidence. So you just don't want to, you know, you don't want to go there. This is a tough one, but we're just all going to keep it real this morning. Sometimes as parents, we're unwilling to enforce our own standards, right? Because we're not perfect people or our own boundaries. And it's, see, this is easy to do when your kids are small. You can hide this. But when they get older, your kids see through this. They really do, and they won't, won't respect us as parents if we're not setting our own standards and our own. And you sure can't enforce it in your kids. Listen, you just can't. It's, it's unreasonable to expect something of your kids that you're not doing. I mean, that, that's common sense, but, you know, we're not perfect, so this is something we can all work on. Um, the thing is, ultimately, when we have a standard as human beings, um, it's the greatest lesson you're ever going to teach your child. That's the ultimate goal, is you want your child to live for Jesus, and they need to see you doing it, not just bringing them to church, which is good. Definitely bring them to church, but it, they have to see you having a standard for your life. They really do notice those little things, I promise. And uh, I think, you know, when I was kind of thinking about these different things I've seen over the years where sometimes we fall into the ditch one side or the other, um, I was just thinking I saw this someplace, grace and truth. It's like grace and truth, right? Truth without grace breeds self-righteousness and legalism, being a little bit too hard. Grace without truth breeds deception and moral compromise. Maybe you're being a little too soft. And I think it's okay to identify yourself in one of these. It's okay to be honest. Church is a safe place. It's okay to say, you know what, even if it's just private, even if this is a conversation you're not having with your spouse, but, you know, I think I kind of am identifying myself here a little bit. And, you know, I think Jesus came with grace and truth, right? A perfect balance. And this is something that we can adopt as parents. We should adopt as parents for our children so we can walk that middle line with his help. And I think that if somebody, I would actually like you to say something about this. If someone would say, I see myself a little bit being too hard. I love my kids. I, I thought I was doing the right thing, but maybe I think I'm, I'm being a little too tough on them. What would you say to that? Yeah, I, and I think that's what our focus has been today if if your natural bent is i need more rules i need more guidelines my kids are just like employees in my house um then you need some of these relational things that maybe don't come naturally to you 
this is what you need to do. I need to have fun with my kids. I need to be a kid again. Forgiveness. I, yeah. And, and, and not being so harsh with the guidelines all of the time that, yes, we need, we need to keep them safe and we want to keep them safe, but you want to have that relationship with your children. So it's that if maybe your natural thing is more of the truth side of it, then you, you want to uh, bring in that grace side. And that's what we've been focusing on today, you know, building your relationships. And as Nicole said a second ago, Second um, Timothy chapter 1 This is Paul running to Timothy, and he says this. As I think of your strong faith that was passed down through your family line, it began began with your grandmother, Lois, who passed it on to your dear mother, Eunice. And it's clear that you two are following in the footsteps of their godly example. And we see Paul mentioned his Timothy's mother and his grandmother, and that Timothy was following in their footsteps of faith. And this is ultimately what we want for our children. We want them to have discipline. Uh, We want to have a good relationship with them, but then we want them to follow God. We want them to be Christ followers. We want them to have a relationship with God, and they're going to learn that from you. Um, You know, we, as we would say, you know, we want to help supplement uh, the discipleship of your children, but we are not the main disciplers of your children. Parents, you are. You are the ones, as we were talking about, are going to sit with the Bible with them at nighttime and tell them Bible stories and explain to them your faith. And that will help them uh, to have their own relationship with God because that's that's what we want for them. Uh, at our Crown Women's Conference, a sweet lady uh, that's part of our church family came up to me and she said that last year, or she I don't think she can remember what year it was, but but it was last year that we said something and it really helped her. And she reminded me what that was. So I'm going to say it again because I don't think it, this, there's ever a time we, sh- we don't need to hear this. And that is that you are equipped to raise your children by God. He has equipped you uniquely and specifically for your kids. All right, there is such a wonderful feeling of no pressure when you hear that right and we're living in a society now of insta everything everything's out there we get to see how everyone else is doing it but here's the deal you aren't those kids parents you are the parent to your children and god has has given them to you as a gift and so he's given you put in you the grace to do the job all right sometimes you're going to be tempted to do things that someone else does because you feel inadequate always take that to god you know is this i need to hear your voice your voice i don't have to do what everyone else is doing i want i don't want to listen to someone else if that's not what my child needs from me no matter how great it looks so remember you are equipped uniquely by god for your kids you've got this all right he's got you and he sees you and he's he's going to help you every single day if you let him uh if we could just pray really quick i just should pray heavenly father we just thank you so much so much for your goodness and for your mercy and your grace and your love as parents and as families and i thank you that again there is no condemnation in you ever ever you are always on our side so anything father that that you were trying to sort of show some light onto something in our lives that we might see that maybe we we kind of don't want to hear it or we think we're good and we think you know what you're just trying to help tweak us a little bit that's always a good thing always a good thing sometimes the only thing standing between us 
And in making that change is pride. Forgive us, Father. Our children are worth it. You are worth it. We are worth it. You love us so much and you will never give up on us. I thank you that every family in this church community, I thank you that our children will rise up and call us blessed as parents. I thank you, Father God, that our families will be a light into this city. I thank you, Father, that we will hear your voice and a voice of a stranger we will not follow. We are grateful for our children. We thank you, Father, for giving them to us, and we purpose to do the best job with you, and we know we're going to get it right. In Jesus, in your name, amen. Amen. Thanks, babe. You did a great job. Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.